Good morning. Uh, we're in this uh, part of uh, a series about prayer. And the Lord spoke to us, to Tim, in the end of uh, last year, about being deep in prayer. And deep in prayer is, is basically, if you can imagine this idea, it's, it's having roots. It's being rooted, deeply rooted, have strong foundations in prayer. And prayer is communion with God, is life, it's fellowship. The same writer of this gospel wrote an epistle, and in his first chapter, he's saying, we are testifying this to you so that you may have fellowship with life, with the giver of life with the creator of all things, with the one who made all things and all things were made for him, that you may have fellowship, that you may have relationship, that you may be rooted, that you may abide in him and not be taken off ever. I don't know about you when you read this passage, what comes to your mind, but most people, and including myself, I don't remember how many years ago, what will come to your mind is fruit and the promise about prayer. You will pray for anything that you wish and you will get it, yeah? Any hands? Okay, don't, don't worry, don't worry. All right. And yet, uh, if you read just those few verses, 17 verses, especially if you read them in Greek, depending on the version that you have. So if you read them in Greek, 11 times, 11 times, the word abide is mentioned in them. John is big on abiding. 40 times in the Gospel of John, he mentioned abide, abide. So you have abide, you have remain, you have stay, you have live, abide in me. So the biggest lesson of those 17 verses is abide. It's not really the fruit. The fruit is a byproduct, okay? The fruit is a byproduct. If you just stay linked to who you really are, which is Jesus, you will bear fruit. You will not bear your own fruit, you will bear his fruit. It's not about what you can do, it's who he is and that he chose you and what he is making you. Here's the thing, I'm the vine, my father is the vine dresser, you are the and I'll make it into singular, you're the branch. There are three roles in this story that Jesus is talking about. Only three roles. Okay? And the three of them are important. You are not the vine. You're a branch. And he is the vine. And the father is the vine dresser. And he takes care of you. He cleanses you. He picks you up from the dirt so that you can bear fruit. I'll explain that in a minute. Okay? 
And you, if you just stay where you should be, if you realize who you are and you settle in that and you rest, you stay alive so you bear fruit. It's really tiresome, you know? <laughs> it's really hard work, you know? You just stay there, a branch. <laughs> and you bear fruit. The issue is that you abide, it's not that you bear fruit. Have you ever passed, you know, next to, I don't know, a rose bush or a tree, an apple tree or whatever, and as you're passing, you heard the branch, and then an apple pops up? Yeah, it doesn't happen. If just it stays there, naturally, you get fruit. The main emphasis is abide. They want to explain to you abide, then we look into how. Okay? So, David, if you help us here. The thing about abide is that you're one entity. You're one entity with the vine. Okay? You don't look at a branch on its own and say, oh, this is a branch and then this is the vine. The vine is with its branches. The whole thing is that Jesus gave you an identity. And your identity is your part of him. We are his body. We are his bride. We are the father's children. Your identity. If you abide in your identity, you will bear fruit. And you abide, that's like soaking. You remember in the beginning of the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John is a masterpiece. It's full of what I call hyperlinks. Everything links to each other. And in the beginning of the Gospel of John, John the Baptist is saying, he will baptize you, he will soak you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay? And this is how you become a branch that will bear fruit. So about soaking, so we have here three uh, bowls. There is one underneath, and they all have the same amount of color, the same amount of everything. And uh, we soaked a white T-shirt, yeah, uh, about a couple of days ago or three days ago. It's the same white T-shirt that is here, and it's there. And because it, that T-shirt did abide, Abide in the blood of Christ, let's say. Because it abides. You don't find a white t-shirt. Would you pull it up, uh, David, for us? You don't see a white t-shirt. What you see here is a red t-shirt. No matter how much you squeeze that water out of it, it's red. The t-shirt became red, and red became the t-shirt. Abiding in God is his work, his choice, it's his grace that is done by Christ and makes you red. And the more you abide, the stronger you become, the stronger color you have. Thank you about that.
But if you don't abide, or if you think about abiding, that you know you dip in and out. You kind of uh, make room for the word of God, and then you take it out again. Do you know if you have a seed, and you put it in the soil, leave it for a day, and then dig it out again? Okay, it germinated, but it's not a plant. And if you leave it outside, it will die. A new T-shirt doesn't have the right color, does it? It dipped in and out, and some of it's still white. And then if you put it through life as it is like that, sometimes what will happen is things will get squeezed. Life will get squeezed out of it. But even life could be taken out of it. So we have another bowl here. And there are things in life that sometimes as we are moving with God, we get dipped into. Three depends what you're abiding in. When you abide in lies, life comes out. Life comes out of that. And it's not the same anymore. I don't know if you've noticed, but this is clearer. This is lighter than this. And sometimes you want to meet with God, but you're meeting with God on your own terms. You're not even dipping in for a bit, okay? And accepting some stuff and you're nipping out. No, no, you want to stay with God, but on your own terms. And that's our third T-shirt. And this one, it goes in, and it comes out. It's exactly the same. It's just a bit wet. It's like when Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. It's the seed that falls on the road. It doesn't go in. It doesn't become one. That unity that you discover that you belong to Jesus, yeah, it doesn't happen because it's on your own terms. You bring your walls up. You sit with Jesus, but your walls are up. You keep your stuff, your stuff. You keep being your own branch. You don't become identified with him. And when you don't, you stay yourself. And even if we leave you in, still a bit of washing and you're, you're again white. That's not purity, by the way. That's just that you're keeping your stuff. Abiding is not keeping your things. You don't find a branch that is trying to bear its own fruit. So you're a branch of a vine, and uh, I'm going to have figs today. I'm going to, I, I love mangoes. I love mangoes. Actually, I love mangoes. I'm going to bear mangoes today. Nah. You stay, you stick in your identity. You just stick to who you really are. You accept it, you believe it, and you live it out. That's abiding. Abiding is you don't keep holds up. If Jesus would come into every part of you, soak every fiber of you, that it won't stay its color or its shape. You become truly the vine. Thank you, David. Abiding is knowing what Jesus has done for you.
that he opened the way, that he opened the way by his own body, that you would stay in the presence of God into the Holy of Holies, that you will be one, one, partaker of the divine nature. Peter writes that, that you will be one with him. That's all what you have to do. Do you make any effort? No, he's saying that. Have you noticed? He's saying, you did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should abide. And if you are abiding, then whatever you ask, whatever you ask, will happen. Because if you are one with me, you will ask in my name. You'll ask in my character. You will ask according to who I am. You'll ask according to what my purposes and plans are. And it shall happen. If you are one with me, life will have to come out. Because you are abiding in the source of life. So as you are speaking his word, something will happen. Because when God speaks, things happen. But if you're not abiding, you can speak a lot. I did a lot. I spoke so many times. The issue is in the abiding. The real issue is in the abiding. Fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is an eventuality. If you remember again in the parable of the sower, Jesus said that the fruits, the, the yield, the harvest, that will come from the good soil is 30 60 and the 100. And everyone knows that if you keep a good soil going, okay, the first year's harvest is maybe 30, then it grows, keeps growing, keeps getting stronger. And in this word picture, there is that as well. There is that you bear fruit, more fruit than much fruit. Okay? If we are abiding, you and I. We are called to, not to try and prune ourselves or cleanse ourselves or pick ourselves up or, no, 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 the vine dressers would do that. I just abide. Just abide. Just abide in him. So how is that? The first thing that Jesus said, abide in my word. Abide in my word. I don't know how many of you really read the Bible. And I'm not talking about how much you're reading. I'm not talking about how long you're reading. I'm just talking about how you're really reading the Bible. See, Jesus is not talking about knowing about me. He's talking about knowing me. That's an experiential, alive thing that... You're living with him. You're living in him. You're living from him. When you are thinking about your life, you're in him and with him and by him and for him. Whether that's a 
a work thing, a DIY thing. I don't know if you've ever thought about, you know, I'm, I'll, geez, I'm going to go and make a cup of tea. And you're actually getting that presence that you are with him. You know, we all know celebrities, yeah? We have this culture, which is crazy. I don't know why people do that, but uh, you know, we like to know celebrities and we stand where they are passing by and we wave as if we're going to be best friends, okay? It's like this crazy thing that you don't ever play football, but you buy the jersey, okay? And you're watching the, the match on, on a screen and you're shouting and yelling and you're not playing, mate. You're not playing and you're not a footballer. So we go and see those celebrities, let's say, I don't know, you know, a premiere of something, and, and you take photos with them, selfies. Now selfies is the big thing, yeah? That won't make you best friend. Actually, that didn't even tell you anything about them. Reading about them doesn't tell you anything about them because these are fabricated things that are put out. But if you take them out for a coffee, and they, they open up to you. And they tell you about their thoughts, their dreams, how they feel about stuff. They talk with you about your issues. This is when you got to know someone. And Jesus is giving you that opportunity that you would sit with him. Have you sat with him? Have you sat with him when he cried for Lazarus? Have you sat with him when he cried for you? When you were going through a difficult time? Have you sat with him? Have you experienced him, his presence, him patting on your back? Not that someone or a book told you, oh, he cares for you. He feels with you. No, 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 that you sat with him. Have you sat with him when he was beaten up, spat on, and felt his pain so that you may live? Have you sat with him when he, when he made everything and he's explaining to you that he's the author of everything? Are you sitting with him? Abide in my word and let my word. The disciples told Jesus, to who shall we go? You give, you, only you have the word of eternal life. Have you sat with him speaking to you those words of eternal life? When he's telling the disciples in the beginning of that passage, you are clean. He said that before, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. Have you sat with him when you're dirty and you let him wash you, wash you with his words? Abide in my word and let my word abide in you. Keep it, obey it, cherish it. Abide in my word. John, don't just listen to it or read it as if it's a song. The second thing is, abide in my love. 
Jesus is to be experienced. The Bible says, taste and see how good is the Lord. And by the way, when you bear fruit, you allow people to taste and see how good is the Lord. You know, this is why the vine desert gets glorified by much fruit, because when you have produce and this really great color and good size and amazing amount, oh, he is glorified. The farmer, the vine desert, is glorified. Abide in my love. The thing is, when you sit with him and you experience his love, and you get so satisfied with his love, everything else is cheap. And when you're not satisfied with that love, every, everything else is great. It's lovely. I want that. I want that. Do you know why? Because you're so dissatisfied, because you're hungry, because you have nothing. That's why you want what is, excuse me, rubbish, what is not worthwhile. Abide in my love. Allow, allow God to love you for real so that you would become love and so that you can give love. And then again, if you abide in my word and abide in my love, here is what will happen. You will abide in my joy. In Nehemiah, it is written, uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That was after that the word of God was read and responded to. You know, life is not really worthwhile when there is no joy whatsoever. If there is no love, there will be no joy. And if there is no joy, there will be no strength. Okay? But if I'm believing in him, in who he is, and I, I'm able to believe because I'm sitting with him, I'm hearing his word, because faith comes by the word, okay? And I'm being filled with that love because the author of life, the creator of the universe, everything that is seen and unseen is sitting with me and cares for me and invited me to be part of him. Do you think I will rejoice? All things are possible. Because he lives. Because I live, you shall live. John 14. And this is what Jesus has invited you to. Can I ask you, would you come please? Do you belong to him? Do you belong? Are you a branch It would be sad that Jesus is going to give you that amazing opportunity to make you a branch of him so that you would live the best life, that you would be cared by the best, the best vine dresser who will pick you up, cleanse you. If he sees dirt on you, who would lift you from the ground so that you would bear fruit. And you're staying. You're staying out of this. You're choosing not to abide. In verse 6, he's saying, every branch that is not abiding, it withers. You know, we like things, like flowers. We cut them off. and we, You try to keep them alive. You put sugar and, I don't know, salt or whatever. And 
you do different things. He doesn't think. They die. No matter how beautiful they look, they die. If you cut a branch of a vine, the, the leaves are green, but it withers, it dries up, it dies. Do you belong? Do you belong to Jesus? Are you part of the vine? And you, would you really sit with him? Not just hear about him, sit with him, see him. Experience his love and let him fill you with the joy that cannot be taken away. You'll stay alive, I tell you. You'll bear much fruit. And you'll get more and more identified with him. And everything that you would ask for will happen because you have his mind and his heart. Let's take time. Invite, invite God. Invite God. Say, Lord, I want to abide. I want to abide, Lord. Thank you for choosing me. It's the vine that gives way to the branch. Accept that. It's not a matter of law. It's a matter of grace and truth. And John is saying grace and truth came, came to us through Jesus Christ. Just accept his grace. Accept his grace. As the sap is coming from the vine to the branch, it's just accepting that grace. He is your life. He is all the love that you need. He is all the joy that you can experience ever. He's everything. He's the creator of all things and the owner of all things. Just receive. to stay I want to abide I want your life to come through I want your love to fill me and overwhelm me I want your joy and no other joy this is why Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that would give us all of that. He's the air that we will breathe. He's the wine that brings joy. He's the water that gives life. Just receive. 
Rejoice in what Jesus has done for you on the cross and his resurrection and his choice that he chose you and I. And abide. Don't depart.